Kings chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17. You know, we've been having a great services on Thursday. We've been teaching the foundation course. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. God has just been moving. God has just been speaking. But I, I want to just do a quick thing with the crown if I can. If you've been here, amen, to every Thursday service in the foundation class, I want you to stand really quick. Stand really quick. If, you've been, if you haven't missed the service for the foundation class for the last 12, 11 weeks, 11 weeks, stand for me, stand for me. Okay, great, great, great. If you maybe missed one class, I want you to stand, stand, stand. Okay, good. Great, great. Maybe you missed two classes, I want you to stand. If you missed two, great, stand, perfect. Okay, now if all you right here continue and follow up the next three classes without failing, we're going to give you a certificate at the end of the week. Come on, somebody. You're going to be certified. I'm going to tell you why. You guys have been committed and faithful, and you guys have given all you got. And this is our academy class that I teach on Thursday, on Tuesdays, but I decided to do it to the whole church. Come on, so I said, I'm going to do it in the whole church because I want the church to be able to understand what they're standing for, what they're fighting for. And so uh, we're going to be doing it after, and I'm, I'm going to be gone. I'm leaving this week. I'm leaving the Philippines. So be going to keep me in prayer. I'm leaving this, this Saturday to the Philippines. And I won't be back, in, I won't be back to next Sunday. So this Thursday, uh, I'm, I'll probably have one of, the, one of the guys teach. If not, we'll have something, uh, an intermission right there. But we are going to finish the last two. And the last two are going to deal with, deal with the um, spiritual warfare. Come on, so we're going to deal with heaven and going to deal with Christian marriage. And so those that, those that have been coming, continue coming, enjoy it. But I, I'm, I'm just proud of the people who have pushed through. Because it's been, look, as much as you had to be consistent, I had to be consistent. Come on, somebody. I had to study and get ready for this as much as all of us. So I'm proud of you guys. Give them a great clap offering. Amen. Amen. And I know there's some that are working right now that are in it. So there's a lot more. So thank you. Just, you may be seated. Don't, don't forget. Amen. We're going to get your names. And so if, if, I want you to sign up. Uh, where's, where's, uh, where's uh, Sister Claudia? Claudia? She's outside with Claudia. Please stand up with Claudia. There'll be a, make sure they set up a board. Put all your names down on it, please. And uh, um, like that, uh, we can know who your names are so that we can prepare for it. Amen. So thank you, Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a great clap off for it. Amen. First Kings chapter 17. That's what you call a holy commercial. Amen. Holy commercial. Praise the Lord. First Kings chapter 17, verse 7. When you have it, say amen. The Bible says, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Serpapath, something like that, hello, which belonged to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he rose and went to Zarapath, and when he came to the gate of the city, Indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for your presence and your power that's in this place. Lord, I pray that you would just move this morning, God, and speak to us, that we will grab a hold of this, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. I need you to understand something here. There was a tremendous drought taking place. There was all these things that were going on at that time. And here was a woman who was a widow. She was a widow. And God said that he had 
had a widow who was going to be able to take care of him. Now, this is the thing that we need to understand as a church. As much as God tells us to do something, as much as God's anoints someone to tell us, <laughs> it took a lot of faith for this prophet to speak faith. And it took a lot of a widow to function in faith. You with me? So a lot of times, not every man of God wants to speak faith sometimes. Not every man of God wants to function in faith all the time. Everybody what I'm talking about. And so it takes a lot when a man speaks faith that people are going to listen and respond to it. It's a risk. Because sometimes I, I remember when I first got saved, I got saved about 25 years ago, and, and I would hear all these great preachers preaching and preaching, and I was like, man, how... Do they have the ability to preach that? I would hear my pastor, pastor, maybe preaching and preaching. I'd be like, man. And I remember sitting down. He goes, man, pastor. He would tell me, Edgy, you know, I, I got to deal with things. Sometimes I'm like, man, God, did I even say what was right? People don't understand that men of God battle also with the things that they say. I want you to show you the other picture for you can see what's going on also. Because sometimes we focus on the widow, but we're forgetting that God has anointed a man to bring a word. And the men have to listen to God to bring the word. Yesterday when I had to preach, this Thursday when I was talking about tithe. I was preaching on tithe and and, and, and you see people like, whoa, because it was some intense stuff. Come on somebody, it was some intense stuff, some intense things. And I'm like, man, Lord, I hope, I hope it delivered it right. And all of a sudden, I get a text, and it was a Mary, Mary text, and she said, man, on Facebook, I'm like, man, it, it was a confirmation. I said, God, you're good. Because she said, you know what, man? She says, she said something like this. She says, man, I never understood what it was to tithe. She was, now I understand. She said, I want my church to grow, so I'm not going to keep back the 10% that belongs to God. Come on, somebody. It, you, you, you'll see this. It takes faith to speak, and people's faith to function in it. You with me so far? So, so here's the man of God. God anoints the man of God and, he, and he's telling them, I need you to go. <laughs> I need you to go and, and, and I want you to go and speak to this widow. Now understand that a widow in those days was a woman who was poor, very poor, and who has faced tragedy in her life. Here's a woman who faced tragedy. Now she was without a spouse. That's what a widow is, one without spouse. A real widow is one that has no relatives in, in the sense of, uh, 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 let me rephrase that. That's an orphan, sorry about that. We're going somewhere else with this. A widow is one that, that has no spouse. She has her son with her, but she had faced some hard times. Some say hard times. Some hard times. She was uh, um, at a place where she met the man of God. And she, where she met the man of God, the man of God automatically began to speak in her life. The man of God began to speak in her life. While he was speaking in her life, there were some things that he had told her. He had told her something simple, like, go get me a cup of water. And how many know it's great when, when God's people learn to respond to the things of God? Come on, somebody. It's great when people learn to respond to the word of God and to the men of God in their lives. And, and, and it's like, okay, well, let me get a cup of water. And while she was responding, he, all of a sudden he threw it in there. Uh-oh, can I get some bread too? <laughs> can, I get, can I get something, to, you know, to, you know, a little morsel? Can you break some bread with me? And this is what I want to get into this morning, please. 
He said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Wow. You got to understand here, God knows what he's doing. God knows exactly what he's doing in our lives. Here's this widow and this widow is preparing. He's talking to the prophet and he's he's saying, I'm preparing a meal, my last supper. Because you know what, man? Things have been hard. Things have been rough. I'm making something for me, something for him. And I don't have, all I have is this flour, this oil. That's it that's left in the jar. That's all I got. And not only that, but she's preparing it to die. That's the last supper. Wow. The man of God steps in right in the time where she feels there is no hope. See, God will always step in your life when you feel that there's no more hope. God will always step in right in your life when you feel that it's hopeless. That my marriage can't work out. My children are not going to get right. Things are not going to happen. God will meet you in your famine. God will meet you in the times of famine. What is famine? Famine when there's nothing to eat, when you're eating cow heads. So you might like that, but there's some Hicanos right here. Not everybody likes sesos. Not everybody likes brains. Hoofs and all that crazy stuff. When you grow up, amen, Hispanic, you eat everything, amen. You don't let, you don't let nothing go. You don't even eat the chicken bones. Eat those bones. There's meat in there. <laughs> they were doing that and some. <laughs> and so, so... Because God will meet you there, guys. God will meet you there. God will meet you in tragedy. God will meet you in famine. God will meet you at hurt. God will meet you in pain. God will meet you in despair. Come on, somebody. God, God will meet you there. God will meet you in the place that's, that you feel like there is no hope at all. She's at the point in her life where God's meeting her at the point of death. The point of giving up. How many ever felt like giving up? Like, I'm just tired. I'm just done. I just feel like giving up. I, I want to throw in the towel. I mean, you know what? This is my last service. I'm just coming here just to say bye to everybody. You know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just coming just to, you know, just to, you know, say bye, you know. And we do things like that. Well, I never forget where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I remember, I'm just going to come to church my last service and, you know, I'm just going to leave. But, but God knows how to meet you. At your lowest point. God knows how to meet you and get to you. As much as God anoints the man to preach the gospel, to challenge you, to say things to you, as much as you have to learn to respond to it. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, somebody. As much as we have to learn to respond to it, because all of a sudden the Bible says this, and this is, this is what, what got me. She, she goes on and, and she's saying that, that, that I got all this that for me and my, and my son that I'm going to die. And she goes, and Elijah said to her, do not fear my God and go and, and, go and do it as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first. Wow. He says, okay, that's all cool. I understand you're going to go make something, but make it for me first. 
Wow, that's, that's just, oh my God, he's so selfish. She's a widow and she has children and look at this man of God. I can't believe what he's doing. They're always asking and taking. You know, uh, as much as you guys have known me, I think you guys have been with me for the last 14 years. When we first started, some of you guys have been longer when I was a home director with my pastor Ruben. I've been with pastor Ruben for 25 years and I love my pastor. I love my pastor. Come on, I love my pastor. I love my pastor with all my heart. I support him, back him up. Even now, whatever he tells me, I'll listen to him. Whatever he tells me, I'll do. I do it because I, I, when you respect the prophet in your life, the man of God in your life, you wonder what you always have. Uh, come, I'm going to go somewhere with this. I've got to set you up. I've got to set you up today because I want you guys to be blessed. I want you guys not to be in the place of hurt, the place of lack no more. Someone say, I don't want famine. Someone say, famine no more. Come on, say, say famine no more. And, and all of a sudden, uh, he, he, he's saying this. He's saying these words. And again, let me go back to what I was saying with my pastor. I've seen my pastor. And you guys know me. How, have I ever sat there and drained you for money? I sit here. Have I, I, I ever said, people offering up the offering? My pastor was never done. He told me, no, you just trust God, trust the people. Come on, somebody. I've, I've never done that. I've never done that. Come on, somebody. Even when I talk, I don't even like talking about money. You know, you, you, I never like talking about money. But I, God told me, if you don't learn to let them know about money, you're going to burn them. So, you know, I do it a little bit here and there once in a while. You know, not on, this one, you know. You don't, I, <laughs> I need you to see what I'm about to tell you right now. And I see my pastor do all this, and I came and I did this to you guys. And I see you guys have been faithful. I've been faithful. We wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for your faithfulness. Come on, give yourselves a great clap offering. We wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for God's people being faithful in their tithe and their offering. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be owning this building. We wouldn't be, come on, we own the building. We're not renting. We're owning that. We own this our mortgage. And because of your faithfulness and your commitment, because you've been listening to the word of God, God continue to bless you. But someone say, don't stop. Someone say, don't stop. So all of a sudden, he tells you to go do this. He tells you to go make this more so. Go make it, go do what you got to do, but feed me first. Now, what he was trying to do was, it's, it's, it's a picture of a tithe or a picture of Mesilazek, or let me go, excuse me, not Mesilazek, excuse me, a picture of um, the first one that did in Abraham in, in, in Genesis. Come on, help me out, guys. I told you guys yesterday. Who was it? Thank you, yeah. No, no, it was, one, was it somebody else? No. I'm going to say it one more time. Come on, guys, help me out. No? You don't look sweetheart? I want to get his name right. Who was the first one that brought the tithe? The Chizuzek? You see, but hold on. Just, I know who it is. I know who it is, but this is the thing that anytime it comes with tithe and offering, sometimes we don't even, oh, I don't know where that's at. But, you know, for God to love the world, he gives only God son. Oh, John 3, 16. <laughs> All things work together for good for those who love God. Oh, Romans 8, 28. Confess and turn. Oh, John 1, 9. See, we, 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 we associate with things that benefit us. Know this, that it's going to benefit us when we understand, okay, we're going to give to God what belongs to God. Everybody with me so far? Amen. Search with the M. What's his name, babe? Say it again. The shoes is that. Thank you, guys. All you guys knew it. I'm messing with you guys. But listen to me. 
he brought, and he said, no, we don't, I need to take this away and give it to God. I want to give this to God. I want to trust God. I'm going to trust the man of God. Somebody say, trust the man of God. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, guys. This is the thing that I want you to catch. And he says, make a small cake for me and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. My God, this is the thing. This is what got me last night. And I was just, just it blew my mind. He said, I want you to go make it for me. Because then I want you to make yourself something. It takes a lot of faith, guys, to trust. Some say to trust. It takes a lot of faith when people have been burned. How many have ever been burned? Have you ever been lied to? Have you ever been deceived? And then when you come to the church and you come to the house of God, you come to things of God, you, oh, they're only here to burn me. They're here to, they're here to take. Remember, giving is not taking. Come on, somebody. Come on, giving is not taking. God wants to take care of us. Come on. God wants to take care of us. God wants the 90 to last. God wants, someone say, God wants, God wants us to last. Someone say, God wants to bless us. Church, all of a sudden, this, this, all of a sudden, this is what took place, and this is what hit me right here. Wow, Jesus. Mm. For this says the Lord of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. He told her, this is what God says. This is what I'm saying to you. If you do this, this is what you get. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. If you trust me, this is going to take place. Come on, somebody. You, you, you can't. You can't say, God, well, I'm going to give you the leftovers. You know, at least I did it anyways. Sometimes you got to understand faith will pull from you. Trust will pull from you. Trust hurts sometimes. Faith sometimes doesn't, it hurts, but it's worth it. Man, trusting God, I'm telling you all these years I've trusted God. He's, he's got me at the last minute. I'll never forget when we were going to get ordained in 98. We were going to get ordained and, and we are going to go get set to go to go get our license. And all of a sudden, we didn't have nothing. We, 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 didn't, we didn't have no money to get there. We didn't have nothing to get there. And they called me, you need to go, because that's where you're going to get your license, and you're going to get ordained. And I said, okay. Babe, start packing. She said, but babe, we don't have nothing. Well, you got to trust God. Let's start praying. Let's start praying. Let's start trusting God. Come on. I started praying. I started trusting God. I was making like 50 bucks a month, <laughs> tithing and trusting God for everything. And I said, well, the man of God said, we got to go. Let's go. Let's start packing. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. says, hey, we want you to go with us because our car had broke down. So we want you to go with us. I said, okay, praise God. We got a ride there. Hallelujah. We got a, we got a ride now. So we're, we're in it. Let's do this. Another few minutes later, they call us. Hey, we're going to bless you guys with the hotel. That guy that was going to get it didn't. So have you guys booked your rooms yet? Oh, no. <clears throat> <laughs> they got the room. And on the way there. They're like, oh, we want to bless you with some spending cash. I'm like, anything else, Lord? Anything else, Lord? When you function in faith, God always provides. Come on, somebody. When we function in faith, God always provides. We can't say, well, let me see what happens. That's not what he told her to do. He says, go first, make me a cake. The prophet had to believe God's word. 
See, let me tell you something. Every man of God has a responsibility. Every shepherd has a responsibility. His responsibility must hear from God. He must hear from God and deliver God's word. He must hear from God. Come on, somebody. He must be willing to hear from God for us, to benefit us. So all of a sudden, the man of God in your life should be able to hear from God, clear from God, and speak to you. And then your job as, as believers, as shepherds, as people going, you've got to say, okay, i got to believe my faith. I got an amen one, but it's so cool. How many, how many, how many got kids? And you tell your kids, come on, just hurry up, let's do it, just trust me. And you're like, don't come, just do it. You expect them just to do it. Because your sons and your daughters. Jesus is saying, you're my son, you're my daughter, just do it. Come on, somebody. Just do it. Just learn to respond. Just learn to listen. Now, now this is where he goes on. He says, he says, so she went away and did. My God. That's the power right there. Someone say she did. She did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her and her household ate for many days. Come on, somebody. There is something when we walk by faith, when we trust by faith, when we say, okay, we're going to listen, amen, because sometimes we've been doing things our own way. We've been listening to our own self. We've been probing it, Proverbs. Be not on your own understanding, three, five, and, and so he said, now I'm going to learn to listen. Someone say, listen. Learn to be obedient. Learn to function by faith. Learn to listen to the sermons. Learn to listen to the preaching. Learn to listen to God's word. Listen to the scriptures and allow my life to be transparent. Woo, come on somebody to be transparent. As much as it takes this woman to have faith, as much as it takes the man of God to speak it. I have fear of the Lord. I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord. Not to misguide you, not to mislead you. I fear, I fear God not to mistreat you. I fear the Lord because I'm going to be held accountable. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be held accountable. Amen. I'm going to be held accountable. The blessing will be on my hands. As much as I, I, I give to you guys faith and trust and commitment and faithfulness and, and, stay, and staying plugged in as much as, as our job as sheep, as sons and daughters, to function in faith. Sometimes we don't see the blessing is because we're not responding by faith. Sometimes we don't see the breakthrough because instead of making it first, we do it last. Instead of giving out a famine, we stay in famine because we just want to make a morsel for us. Oh, well, well, no, I, I, I got to take care of my kids, so you know what? No. And so literally, you do what the widow was going to do without a voice in her life. But when the voice came, when the leadership came in her life, when God put a shepherd in her life, when God put a man of God in her life, when God put a prophet in her life, Come on, somebody, amen. We have to learn to respect the prophet. We have to learn to respect the pastor. I tell my family, because I got my wife, I'm, I'm married to this beautiful woman. Stand up real quick, man. I know my wife is. Just stand up, sweetheart. This is my beautiful wife. 
We've been, we dated 23 years, been going married, going to be married 18 years in a few months, hallelujah. 19 years, like I said, yeah, like I said, it's a beautiful wife. 19 years. Thank you, sweetheart. And when I married her, I married a whole kitty kaboo. Rugrats and everything. Not our kids, I'm talking about sons and, and brothers and sisters. Who are a blessing because they help us. They're a blessing, you know, they're, they're, he's on the dr- drummer. Come on, my brother-in-law's on the drums. My brother-in-law's on the, on the, on the, on the piano. My brother-in-law's on the guitar. My daughter's on the bass. My sister-in-law sings, the, uh, sings up here. The, she's the song leader. There's a sound. They're, they're a blessing. They're a blessing. As much as more people in our church has been a blessing, all helping us. But what I'm trying to say is, I tell them, look at, I go by three names. And you, whatever name you want, I'll give it to you. If you want to call me edgy, I'll act like edgy. You don't like edgy, but I'll, I'll do it. But don't get mad when I treat you like him. Because according to what respect you give me, I'm going to give back to you. Edgy's not a nice guy. Who's even worse than that is my nickname. Don't call me by that nickname. I'll give me worse to you. Because edgy's not my nickname. They might think it is, but it's not. But there's another one that's worse than that. But if you want to call me Pastor Edgy or even... Not, not even the name, just the treatment. I says, then according to that, then you're going to get. Come on, somebody. Amen. And you guys know I don't always talk like this, but I'm, I have to associate this with this sermon today. That's why I'm saying all this stuff. Is that the power of respecting the position, respecting that place is so powerful. My pastor, Pastor Ruben, I say it again, I respect that position so much beyond anything that I can imagine. I, I respect him. And me and my wife, when we first we started to get married, I said, my pastor first. <laughs> she says, give me God first, my pastor, my calling, and then you, when I got time, you want a date? She said, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know I got me a good one. When she said, yeah, I was like, all right, I got this one. Because I knew if I was in order with God and I was respecting the man of God, I always take care of my wife. I'll always treat her right. I'll always take care of her. Because if we start disrespecting the spirituality in our life, we'll, start, we'll, we'll take it home. We'll take it home. And believe me, when I started getting weird, I got weird at home. I know nobody wants to talk about that. Everybody sounds like angels. I wasn't always an angel. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. It's getting too serious in here. Here we go. Here we go. I love this. I love the God's word because he, he, it's so true. Uncut. Come on, somebody. Amen. I tell people sometimes we, we, go, we go PG to sometimes we go rated X. Amen. The word of God ain't no joke. He goes on, he says this. He says that they're continuing church for many days. Now, it goes on, he says these words. Then the bin of the flower was not used up nor did the jar of oil dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Come on, amen. This is the thing I want you to see. God asked for what she had, not for what she didn't have. She thought she didn't have enough. God said you have more than enough. That little flower, that little oil, that is more than enough. You have what it takes. To see a miracle. You have what it takes uh, to see breakthrough. You have to learn just to surrender. Amen. Whatever it is, God, I surrender. 
I don't want to hold back. I don't want to rob you. But I have to learn to respond. This is the thing that scares me the most, guys. This is the thing that scares me the most. Is when God is speaking and we act like we can't hear him. What's scary is when God tells us and challenges us to change. When God speaks to us to come out of our dry place, to come out of our famine and we don't do it. That's what's scary. When God is telling us, come on guys, you know I'm not here to hurt you, here to burn you. And you don't do it. And you leave and you eat your morsel and yeah, you're alive, you're okay. But then you're still dying. You're dying spiritually. You're withering away. And God says, no, that's not what I had for you. That's not what I want for you. I want you to live. Come on. He wants us to live. He wants us to live. He wants us to get revived. He wants us to get revived again. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay at a place where I say, well, you know what? Uh, thank you, Jesus, and God's been good. His grace has been good, but hey, I'm all done early. No, I don't want to give up. Come on, so I don't want to give up. I ain't got time to give up. God wants the best for us, church. He wants the best for us. I'm going to jump just really quick because I, I, won't, I won't be here this Sunday, but I want to just share something part of it because uh, the worship team makes their way up here. After you do what God tells you to do and you respond by faith, you will be challenged. You will get faced with things sometimes like, wow, I wasted my time. I went to church and it, it helped, but it, it didn't work. Or it worked for a reason. It worked for a season. But man, all this started happening to me. Let me tell you something. The most faithfulest people get hit. Come on, somebody. The most faithfulest, the most uh, committed, the most down to, down to doing the things of God get hit. We get hit. After this, the Bible says that her, her son died. Listen to me. The whole purpose, she says, why did you lie to me? She tells him, why did you come to the, all this? Because he's tripping because why? Because she told him that if he, they were going to live. When you learn to live for God and trust God, you're going to face some things, man, some tragedies, some hardships, even some personal things, internal and outwardly. But you have to learn to say, no, man, no, no, God. Devil, you're a liar. You're not going to do that to me. You're, I, I refuse to listen to that. I refuse to give up. I, refu I refuse. I refuse to give in. I refuse to give in. The man of God shows up there and, and he, he gets the child and he lays on the child three times and lays over it and, and he speaks into it and the, and the child wakes up and he brings the child back. Come on, so he brings the child back to the mother. She says, man, she goes, I know you hear from God. I know you hear from God. I want us to all stand this morning, church. We're going to face things. We're going to face situations. We're going to face hardships. But learn, guys, learn. As much as it is, takes faith to respond. It takes faith as a man of God to speak faith. It takes faith to speak things sometimes. That is rough and hard.
Sometimes even after preaching, sometimes I feel like, man, did I even say anything right? The enemy likes to mess with the minds of prophets and pastors and teachers. Tell them, you know what, you're no good. You say well, everything wrong. The enemy likes to play on the minds of men of God. To shut them up from speaking truth, from speaking faith, from bringing a word to get people out of famine, out of hurt, out of pain, out of tragedy. I'm challenging you this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed. Learn to respond to the things of God again like never before. Learn to function in faith again like never before. God keeps his word. God keeps his promises. God remains faithful, church. That he's looking for a church that will rise up again. A church that will rise up. I said, okay, I'm coming back to that place of faithfulness. I'm coming back to that place of trusting God like never before. I'm coming to the, back to that place where I belong spiritually so that the famine will cease in my house and revival will break through in my house and there'll be peace and rejoice and happiness and more than enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll be here today. you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I don't know this Jesus you're preaching on. But I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to God. I want to, I want to change my life. I want to be born again. I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you this morning, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you this morning. I want to give my life to Jesus. Anyone here, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I, I've fallen away. I've drifted away, but I need to come back. I need to come back. If that's you, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless 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 you. Maybe you're here this morning saying, Pastor, I need to learn to respond to the things of God like never before. I have to learn to respond by faith. I have to learn to trust God's word like never before. I have to learn to respond so I can get out of my famine, so I can get out of my hurt, get out of my pain. So I can get out of all the situation that I'm living in. I refuse to stay there. I refuse to stay confused. I refuse to stay lonely. I refuse to stay depressed. I refuse to stay shattered. I choose today to come out of that. I choose this day to respond to breakthrough. I choose to respond to life. If that's you this morning, you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you. I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Come, 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 come on. Come, hands went over there, hands went over there. Come. I want you to come. Come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come out. Hallelujah. Choose to live. Choose to be refreshed. Choose to be strengthened. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Choose. Hallelujah this day.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is here, God is here this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The atmosphere is changing, look at that one. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's still coming, still coming. Hallelujah. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great cup, all three. We are not done. But we want to change the order of the service. But I want you to know if you said that prayer, God's forgiven you. You've been set free. Now it's time to stay away, amen, from the appearances of evil, from all the junk, and plug yourself into a church, read your word, and let God use you, amen, to your full potential. Amen. And we're going to, at the worship altars, help me pray. We're going to pray for you. Amen. Just allow God, amen, to do what he needs to do. Just let it go this morning. Just let everything go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to get a hold of God. Hallelujah.